Oh, I'm a bad impression of Michael Eisner. Some of you may recognize me from Defunctland videos. Today, we're here to celebrate Epcot's 40th anniversary. While I was not the one responsible for ruining Epcot, you better believe I gave it my best shot. Enjoy this look back at a time where we tried to jam a roller coaster straight in the spaceship Earth. It's Unbuilt Epcot Month, starring Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan Dorman, Danny Gay, not Drew Barrymore, the Unbuilt Philharmonic, and a special appearance by Fake Michael Eisner. Welcome, time travelers, to the first episode of Unbuilt Epcot Month. As you hear this, it is October 1st, 2022, which means it is Epcot's 40th birthday. Woo! With me here at all, as always, <laughs> is my co-host Ryan Dorman. Are you ready to rock it to the 21st century? Ten years ago today, I was in line for five hours at the Epcot 30th anniversary. Mm. So, of course, for the 40th anniversary... This is 10 times more comfortable. <laughs> uh, how was that, Epcot's 30th? I remember watching, I think I talked about this a long time ago, but I remember watching mm -hmm. a video when I got home of the line and saying, wow, it must have gotten really long. Look at those idiots waiting in that line. And <laughs> then at the back end of the video was me. <laughs> <laughs> what were you waiting for? It was pins. I mean, it was generally mm, just to see what was there. It was like a pin pack mm -hmm. and I think there was like a Duffy bear with a t-shirt yeah. at the, that time because this was like... 2012 mm -hmm. um but if i understand correctly i think that merchandise stuck around for a very long time afterwards mm -hmm. uh like the Probably. mystery packs with mickey and all of the or figment i guess and all of the characters from Epcot. Yeah. so yeah basically nothing uh in mm -hmm. hindsight i waited for nothing i know for the 25th anniversary they set up like a museum space and for the 35th and i believe the 30th as well they had like a destination B event with panels yeah. and for the 40th. Yeah. Nothing, you know, uh, well, you know, they're going to be a, the meet and some, greet next some merch merch. Well, no, yep. the, fi the figment meet and greet that's, that's 2023. Yeah. So, that's for the 40th, right? Yeah, for the, <laughs> yeah. If we could stretch it out, you know, maybe on the <laughs> 41st, you know? So even though a, a journey to imagination didn't even open till March of 83, but you know, who's counting. Uh, so <clears throat> this month, this entire month, we are doing Epcot-centered shows about a lot of unbuilt stuff that was never made in Epcot. There is a treasure show full of them. Uh, to start out this month, we're going to be doing a specific uh, renovation that was never done. Um, and before we get into all of it uh needless to say there is there is a renovation that's happening right now and is not going great at all mm. <laughs> well i guess we're gonna have the what the communicore hall is what they're calling it not the uh three level festival plaza well you know <laughs> and what i'm very curious to find out at the end of at the end of all of this now we're going to be discussing today is Will this be worse or better than the current project going through? Because I think it, it's it's going to be interesting because it could, I think it could be worse if you're a purist. <laughs> this certainly could be worse for you. You might have you might have really balked at that. This I, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. But uh, do you have anything to say before we get into the main topic? I mean, you know, I'm excited. It feels like the monkey paw that we're going mm -hmm. to talk about Epcot history and you're going to give me something that's going to make me horribly angry. So <laughs> Ryan giveth as he taketh away, right? So yes, we'll, <laughs> I suppose we'll have to see just how much worse it could have been than uh, currently nothing. Or Beard better. Mark. Who knows? Who oh, knows? Yeah. yeah. We have to get into it first. So now we are descending into our main topic. All right. 
right, here we are. Main topic tonight is going to be about what was called Project Gemini. And this was a proposal from 2002 to 2003 to renovate Epcot. But, of course, being Epcot month, we should probably start out by asking a simple question. What is an Epcot? Epcot, the magnificent dream realized. But, but maybe you're asking yourselves, well, what's an Epcot? Well, that's a good question. Is it just another amusement park? Mm. Number one, Epcot is the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And number two, Epcot isn't just an anything. Oh, no. Okay, thanks, Danny. We're... It isn't just a resort. It isn't just a world's fair. Oh, not just he's singing now. Okay. Technology and flair. It's not just it. Okay, you can stop now. Where one can dine, lunch, munch, crunch for days and days and days. Not just a festival of oh, wow, there's dance, more. the arts or education, nor a pageant for the senses sparked by wild imagination. Not just communication, nor the bounty of the land. Not just the world of motion, nor the ocean or the sand. I hate it's sand. not just transportation, nor light or sight or sound. Not just satellites in space, nor the fossils underground. Oh, jeez, how long is this? Where Epcot is concerned, there ain't no just about it. Epcot isn't just in anything, it's everything and more. A All right, Danny, you don't... Anything ...the world has seen before. The perfect planned community, the splendorific sprawl. And Epcot Center is the heart of it all. Just so there's no confusion, Epcot Center is located in the center of Epcot. And Epcot Center is made up of two parts, which is Future World and the World Showcase. It's 2.5 miles from the Magic Kingdom, which is also part of Epcot, which is what the entire 27,000-acre area known as the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, or Epcot, or Walt Disney World, is called. <laughs> just so there's no confusion okay that might have not solved it i'm not sure if uh what what danny k was really talking about there but anyways in the coming weeks uh we're going to be combing over the various aspects of the history of epcot center the story of which is heavily storied it's well known everybody's heard it but as a preface here is the reader's digest version walt disney envisioned a community that would act as both a hub for commerce industry and scientific evolution as well as the model for an advanced metropolitan city transportation business shopping home living and more would be attempted to be perfected through this endeavor as an example for other cities this was epcot which stands for the experimental prototype community of tomorrow the land in Florida was bought with an annex for a vacation area, including an East Coast version of Disneyland. Well, Walt died, uh, Roy picks up the project and then focuses on that vacation area. Facing the fact that Walt Disney promised to build Epcot, Wed came up with various concepts that leaned more heavily on the industry aspect. The Future World Theme Center was born, consisting of three pavilions that would highlight advances in various industries. The project ran up for funding against a cultural world showcase mall, which we'll talk about more next week, which was another part of Walt's original pitch. The teams then decided to butt the two against each other. That was that famous Marty Sklar moment where they, you know, combined the models. Realizing the project as less satellite projects meant the tee off the city, which internally they never actually thought would get built, but an entire new theme park in the style of a permanent world's fair. In 1982, Epcot opened with two areas, Future World and World Showcase. 
Future World contained four pavilions, Energy, World of Motion, Imagination, and the Land alongside the park's icon, Spaceship Earth, that had a ride inside, and neighboring catch-all hub Communicore. Uh, World Showcase featured nine pavilions that represented countries, Mexico, China, Germany, Italy, America, Japan, France, United Kingdom, and Canada. All these pavilions contained ride shows and attractions, food and drink designed to entertain, inform, and of course, get you really drunk. <laughs> uh, over the years, Future World saw three pavilions added, Horizons, the Living Seas, and the Wonders of Life, while World Showcase saw two new countries, which were Morocco and Norway. A large part of Future World revolved around the concept of corporate sponsorships. Original Disney regime knew that the name Future World meant that all the exhibits needed to be refreshed when the sponsor's time was up. Unfortunately, during the period from the 80s to the 90s, corporations began to feel the tighter squeezes from both recessions and the dwindling nature of their dominance and grasp on the consumer. Suddenly, a sponsorship at Walt Disney World didn't have the same allure to it, and they started to largely give up. This occurred when Kraft decided to jump ship at the land, and Nestle started a new sponsorship which required a change in every single attraction. That's when they changed over Kitchen Cabaret, the Food Rocks, Listen to Land over to Living with the Land, and Symbiosis over to a Circle of Life. The meanwhile, Michael Eisner was not a fan of the park's educational bent and wanted to freshen things up with more modern hip uh, ideas eyeing towards teenagers. Wonders of Life opened in 1989 with Body Wars, a thrilling motion simulator. In 1995, Eisner was able to get General Motors to sign on with Test Track. So they, they're the few ones that actually renewed. Replacing the World of Motion Dark Ride. 1994 saw Innoventions replacing Communicore, which was focused more on Sega video games and early internet technology. In 1998, the worst of unfortunate corporate sponsorship occurred when Kodak gave a meager amount to Disney to renovate the Imagination Pavilion, which resulted in the horrible journey into your imagination. And this is what we get as a society for deciding to give up film for digital cameras. <laughs> <laughs> this, the thrill ride, Ante, was raised when Horizons, having lost its sponsorship in 1993, was replaced with Mission Space, a simulator attraction that took guests on a realistic test flight to Mars, which had guests experience up to 4Gs. Using a NASA-grade centrifuge, this ride provided to be too intense and resulted, sadly, in a number of deaths. None of these ideas were getting the whole park back in style, with even the 90s updates fading fast. Epcot needed a major jumpstart, and shortly before Mission Space opened, a proposal was hatched, which was Project Gemini. While Gemini is named for the dual nature of the project, namely that of Future World and World Showcase, the latter was not nearly as radically affected by the project. The bulk of changes were actually to Future World, <clears throat> I mean, Discovery Land. And you could see right there is the image that we're going to be really teeing off of here. Oh my. Now, you can notice there's a lot of crap in between all the pavilions, and that was all the greenery they were going to install there. So what are your first thoughts just looking at this? Why, uh, uh, this is like asking my first thoughts. Well, some things are smacking me across the face, to be completely honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. It's like a little teaser for everybody getting ready to listen to the rest of the show. Uh, I won't spoil them, but what, what <laughs> you might have been onto something about this being potentially worse than anything they've done now. Right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so let's get into it uh while this would not resemble the land in disneyland paris this would be a whole new take on the future world concept with the idea of discovery taking over from futurism and i believe isn't one of the parking lots in epcot discovery or i don't know i don't You're know, to the wrong I know like, Some one of them's like wonders one of them's imagine or something i'm sure like that. discovery is one of them i'm yeah, sure pro That'd probably I've, I've never parked in epcot before no. sorry no. um while the entire remodel would consist of only six new rides the bulk of it would focus on the center area of the former future world plot hmm, that sounds familiar uh, <laughs> entering the first immediate change one would notice a spaceship earth is now radiating a golden hue and the left hand side of the entrance plaza is now blocked off by a show building that is the queue in the entrance for what has replaced the dark ride oh. within the sphere yeah so spaceship earth is going to be gold 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, it worked so well with Space Mountain and Disneyland. I know. Putrid Green. And mm-hmm. what Space Mountain be called? So, All right. So this is Time Racers, which is an indoor launch roller coaster that zooms against projections showing time lapse of photography as we race through time itself. Hmm, sounds familiar. The ride culminates as the coaster flies out of the bottom of the sphere and does a helix around the bottom and back inside to the brake run. If guests do not want to partake in time racers, they can veer to the right as they enter a rich oasis of full of greenery and shade with plenty of multi-level areas that guests could descend into via escalator between waterfalls canopied with thick, thick tree lines. This was no longer the corporate and Republican future of the 80s, but the far more inviting future of green spaces that many Silicon Valley campuses were adopting at the time. The Fountain of Nations continued to sit at the center, but no longer surrounded by mere concrete. The Innoventions buildings would actually be broken up, allowing for even more pathways to enter and exit into future world East, West, and World Showcase, now Discovery Land East and West. Behind Spaceship Earth, the global neighborhood would continue to exist, but everything else would change and differ. On the east side would be the Future Mart, a replacement of mouse gear in a different location. On the opposite side, yet another gift shop aptly named Cool Stuff would sit. I'm guessing this also probably have Club Cool. That would be my guess. Mm -hmm. Because it was, yeah, it was currently Ice Station Cool at the time. Yeah. Also on the east side was a robot-themed restaurant in which guests would, would dine in front of BattleBot fights. This is very early 2000s. And an exhibit named Leading Edge, which was the remaining piece of interventions that showed current state-of-the-art of attack. On the west side, guests could visit the home of the future, which actually existed in some form at Disneyland's interventions sponsored by Microsoft. There was also, because it was 2003, an internet cafe. So when you say, like, I, obviously internet cafes at the time were popular for people to go do work or bring mm-hmm. what little personal computers one might have had or just use computers that were already there. Yeah. There's no possible way that what they were planning was to just have a bunch of computers. Oh, I guarantee you that was the idea. You don't think it that was it would probably, have been like a pun it, on internet cafes? I, <laughs> I don't think so. It would have... Yeah probably been like a bank of computers and it's like go use the internet as if you know because you always see that like disney is like five years ten years behind of what's hip and what's new so they're probably still thinking yeah the internet that's kind of a novel thing right mm. you can go to really com. People don't really yeah exactly people don't really <laughs> use it that much so they go to epcot and they can get like coffee and they can type to their aunt i'm using email and then send it on their american online account mm. as if this is the early 90s yeah i guess that really would just be in line with with epcot Damn, the internet cafe. <laughs> what do they think of next? I know. Uh, <laughs> Discovery Land East was named Industry and featured four pavilions. The Universe of Energy, still hosting Ellen's Energy Adventure, stupid Judy, Test Track, Mission Space, and an unknown replacement for the wonders of life. So yes, even in this what-if scenario, Buzzy still would have been abandoned, rotting in the corner there. Uh, because they had no idea, and it seems like they were already planning on closing it. Mm. To the side of Test Track, a forest would be created in which the Junior Autopia would be built, giving children who aren't tall enough to brave Test Track a car to drive. Overall, the entire area would retain its original aesthetic the most. In Discovery Land West, the area would be renamed to Life, despite having no Life and Elk Pavilion. Okay, uh, you could tell there was a certain movie about fish yet to come out as the living seas would be turned into under the sea themed around the Little Mermaid with a new dark ride taking guests into Triton's kingdom In Triton's kingdom. That's where you would view all the aquariums. The in front of the land was a sprawling rainforest through which a family steel roller coaster would meander through. Beyond it, a hedge maze full of rich foliage and rockwork invited guests to explore the wonders of the earth. Inside the land, as eventually foretold, guests could ride Soren. So that was already banned. Uh, the Imagination Pavilion was going to probably be the same thing. There were no plans. 
Uh, so probably the same terrible journey into imagination with Figment. Uh, in World Showcase, two mountains would rise. Next to Germany, a Switzerland pavilion would be built with a version of Matterhorn bobsleds. Behind Japan, a Mount Fuji coaster would also be built. More on these attractions in a future episode on Epcot Month. So you can see the concept art for those, and we'll be talking about this much, much more in the future. But pretty nice concept art right there. This would have at least been good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, what do you think about the other ones? But we'll see. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, why was it not built? So Project Gemini was proposed at a precarious time for the company. Michael Eisner was on the way out, and although many of these ideas came to fruition, the radical nature of it fell by the wayside as Eisner took over and focused more on purchasing new IP and fixing Disney's California venture. Sorry, Disney California venture. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how he fixed it. That's you, know? you have to you have to get it right, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2019, a brand new Epcot transformation was unveiled under the creative vision of Zach Ridley. Focusing similarly on green areas, but less on attractions and more on the popular festivals. Did you laugh at creative vision there? Did I hear a <laughs> snicker come out Poss- of you? Possibly <laughs> from Zach, Zach Ridley. Hey, Zach. I, they had the new mannequins. Mm. I was about to mention the mannequins, the lovely, horrifying mannequins. And and what else does he love to talk about? What, like uh, wallpaper and yeah, floors? floors and wallpaper. Yeah. Uh, Epcot did get replacements and major refurbs announced. And some happened, like Ratatouille and Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, but others failed to materialize due to the coronavirus pandemic of 2020. While we hope the Play Pavilion and the long overdue Spaceship Air refurb happens, not to mention the horrifically stagnant state of imagination are still coming, the 2023 D23 Expo did not assuage these fears, sadly. So... Mm. What if? Uh, let's have some fun, as Judy Dench would say, and ponder if G- Project Gemini happened. Uh, would Guardians still have come about? Would Epcot still be, you know, would ever be touched? Uh, what would happen to its festivals? And would more pavilions be spurred by a Switzerland pavilion? So let's finally dive in. And w- what is your take? Yeah, well, first off, I think the easiest question there is like, what would the pot, what would happen to the festivals, right? And I think, um, I don't think much would change with that regard because World Showcase, and we're going to talk later in the month about World Showcase, mm-hmm. um, but just touching on it very briefly, World Showcase seems like it's it's going to get the best out of this entire refurb. Yeah, all the additions, even though I think it's vaguely impressive to do a one of the most backbreaking roller coasters to build and to build it in 2000 uh around the early 2000s to bring matterhorn to the world showcase that's an incredible incredibly misguided idea but like either way um you know the idea that the world showcase would just pretty much retain most of its identity just add a couple of uh, a pavilion and a uh, a roller coaster uh here and there Seems like everything would be the same. With regard to Future World, though, it's fascinating, actually, how much the initial concept art of New Epcot seemingly was inspired by the turn towards like greenery. Yeah. In this one, uh, you know, the the what little you can see in the concept art, it really does feel like this thing would be this park would just become incredibly dense in uh how how should i say uh shrubbery <laughs> yeah a little bit um you know i think you you it's funny though how much of it almost is carried off into the new one specifically the as you talk about the rich oasis of greenery and shade and multi-level areas with an escalator between waterfalls have you really like besides journey of water have you like gotten any of that yet yeah so i suppose that's what i when you talk about the waterfalls there and stuff like that i think it reminded me most of journey of water i don't Mm -hmm. honestly know what journey of water is going to be they're really tight-lipped on that and i'm beginning to wonder if any of that technology shown in the first concept art is even going to make it into the actual attraction seems like a lot of rock work now yeah the rock work is currently under construction uh, that confirm that yeah and there's supposed to be a beer garden in the center of communicar plaza Mm -hmm. um or world celeb 
celebration. World celebration, yeah. Yeah, right. So it's Communicor Hall that's getting like the stage and that's the festival center. Oh, that really weird stage, like the Rock of Fire Explosion stage. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I think some of that, I, I don't think they've even begun that center area of the park. You know, don't quote me on that. It's been a while since I've been down in Epcot. But if I remember correctly, of the latest images I've seen, they're still trying to get rid of the foundations. Right. Um, the real bummer of it all. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question, like what the pr- trajectory would have been for Epcot had this been built. Mm-hmm. So if we, if we like pause and think about it for a second, uh, what was built in Epcot in between when this would have been designed and today? Okay. So you're asking between 2002 Mm-hmm. and 2022 is that correct 20, yeah let's say 2020 so last, 2020 so, like so before the new okay. development of epcot okay. you know, the current state so we already mentioned soren soren got right. built so we have soren and we also have a 2007 redo of spaceship earth right in addition we have the seas with nemo and friends so that occurred mm-hmm. and we're just talking about future world, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. We had the redo of test track and we also had the different versions of mission space. Also <laughs> a third theater for soaring. <laughs> uh, and interventions was slowly bastardized and torn apart. And people loved Colortopia. Colortopia and yeah. some of all thrills. Remember and some the, of all thrills? The house with the fire in it. I yes. think I remember charging my phone at interventions when it was closing. And it was just Colortopia, some like magnifying glass mm-hmm. exhibit, and then the house with the fire. So they, they put in they put it wait, they put in a Starbucks. We can't No, that, that is correct. That yes. the fountain view is right. Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it's interesting to look at what has happened in Epcot since then, you know, with regard to what's new, um, right? Because of how little there is, yes. And you look at this concept art, and I think that there, what is in the concept art that didn't make it into the park today, a lot of it's kind of crap. Um, <laughs> well, we got two coasters, one definitely. of which was now. The, I think the most controversial part of this is time racers. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the one that I think sticks out. As in, you know, compared to what's there today, most of the attractions, except Little Mermaid is the Nemo one. Uh, Time Racers is the big substantial change here. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of something like, I don't know, Rocket Rods, right? A little bit. <laughs> well, I, I would think Cosmic Rewind, wouldn't you? Well, like thematically, yes. But in terms of retrofitting an old attraction. Uh, okay, so I see what you're saying. Into a high uh, speed, edgy roller coaster. Yes, but it's not. They wouldn't use the same track or anything. Um, mm-hmm. I, the idea was they were going to gut the entire interior of Spaceship Earth. Like that whole interior was right. going to be gutted. And then you have this. See the show building to the side. You have the show building to the side. That is the loading station. So you have that. You That's your queue, your loading station. You go into the sphere, and then the sphere is sort of used like uh, Space Mountain. Okay? So right. the sphere is used like Space Mountain. They probably were still working on those projection surfaces Mm-hmm. for you know space mountain coming up they were probably working on that at the time so they were probably like oh that's a great idea let's do that so they had the projection surfaces so you slam through and that's where the projections go in again very 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 similar to what eventually became cosmic rewind right uh they probably dusted off this concept of time racers and said what could we do with this with cosmic rewind i'm surprised they had the room inside i I know you're that there's an additional show building and that the helix Mm -hmm. i suppose around the yeah outside but i'm still surprised that they believe they had the room in spaceship earth to do anything meaningful there really like it's not that big yeah but okay uh what i want you to do right now (laughs) i want you to get on google Uh and i want you to look up poltergeist six flags fiesta texas and i want you to tell me what you see so i want you to do that right now Poltergeist. Okay. Oh wow, that thing is. Okay. Like they took a roller coaster and crumpled it up. There you go. 
kind of what I'm talking about. You can see yeah. it right there. Yeah. No, I, I totally mm-hmm. I understand. I think that I, I I mean I guess I don't know if I looked up the volume of Spaceship Earth compared to the volume of Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I would imagine that Space Mountain's bigger, but actually maybe that's all just deception. Um, yeah, I, I think that I guess I'm surprised that you would also turn a 20 minute dark ride into a three minute roller coaster. Are you really? Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> they, they would never do that. Yeah, I know. It's not like they did that at Test Track, at Ellen's Energy Adventure, yeah, okay. uh, Imagination that was cut down. <laughs> the only I, one they ever elongated was actually Nemo. What's interesting to me, what what I think would be the most interesting uh, part of this refurbishment, you know, if if it was built, I actually think that this might have been like a really nice seamless transition between messy Epcot and good Epcot. Okay, I I think the DNA that they left in the '90s didn't really allow for a new vision of the park, which is why I think nowadays we're seeing such a absolute difficulty trying to build everything mm-hmm. um, well, i mean the problem was is does over reliance on those sp- corporate sponsorships yeah. you know i mean that's the thing they turn around the disney company you know puts out their little conference and goes please sir can i have some more and the <laughs> corporations go like uh, you know actually um we've kind of come around on the idea that we're supposed to be respecting our shareholders and not funding gigantic billboard advertisements. So no, no, thank you. Which is funny. I mean, obviously back then perhaps it was less lucrative, but nowadays I would imagine that any company would like to have their name slapped over anything in Walt Disney world. Oh, I I guarantee you they want that. But the the whole idea behind Epcot center was that the industries were going to have a huge hand in these pavilions right they would dictate what happens in these pavilions i mean horizons like they had you know ge and jack welch and all of them they were really heavily involved with the creation of horizons and were like on the same status as mm-hmm. imagineering when creating it so it wasn't as if they just gave some money and Disney slapped a name over, like, for instance, Splash Mountain with Ziploc and what they give you a Ziploc baggie oh, at Jesus. the entrance. I forgot and about that. that. That's, yeah, that's it. It's it's not the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I think also, I guess what I was more talking about was just the entire you know architecture of the park, the, mm-hmm. the pivot towards Silicon Valley greenery. Yeah. Um, probably would have allowed them a bit more freedom than sticking to the 1980s as closely as they did. Mm -hmm. Because I guess what happened for years is that they kept the same architecture, they kept it cheap, but they bastardized everything with it. So that when it came time to make significant changes, everything needed to be bulldozed. Right. Or at least that was the plan, right? Supposed to bulldoze everything, but then they Mm -hmm. bulldozed half of half of everything. And then they went, (laughs) oops, (laughs) oops, (laughs) all berries. And they left, and they left, they left half of, um, the part of Communicore. Yeah, I think, you know, so so it seems like though the most significant additions are in the center. I mean, Time Racers is the most weighty, I think. It's the one that you're going to look at and be like, wow, that is a good or a horrible idea. It's very polarized. But the, you know, the the changes to the Communicore buildings, splitting them, and I I don't know, is Leading Edge, do you think that that's a new building there? That's a great question. Because um, it doesn't quite look like it. It I looks like it's an extension think, from Communicore. I, I think that is a new building. Yeah. Because the only things I think that are from it are probably the Future Mart. It has like the same shape. Right. And maybe the home of the future. Cool stuff. An internet cafe almost looks like it's been split. Yeah, split. Yeah. Uh, and extended leading, maybe a little bit. Yeah, leading edge for sure does not look like it's in the same shape. No, no, no. It 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 is it is odd. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about Autopia, <laughs> about Junior Autopia? That's a fascinating one. Okay, so what's interesting about the Junior Autopia is that this would probably give them a great excuse to kill the Speedway. So mm. this is kind of one of those rare unbuilt things where we could find it having an effect in another park where the mm. magic kingdom might be like, well, they got a speedway in Epcot. We don't need a speedway here anymore. And to be right. honest, 
I kind of like the idea. I think it's cute. Yeah. And I don't love the idea of, well, maybe I think that calling it Autopia, maybe it doesn't end up being called Junior Autopia. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that that's like tacky, but this, I do I think. think I, well, no, that's definitely a placeholder. Yeah. Like, it, oh, this is what this is. It's basically Junior Autopia. Yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem, right? With there being a smaller kind of little test track kinetic um, a kinetic uh, uh, inclusion, I suppose, in Epcot, you know, to keep it, it'll mm-hmm. be nice and, and, and smooth and fast. You know, I, I, I hesitate to, to pull in the horrible gas smell, right? If it was electric, maybe. <laughs> but with maybe electric, maybe for all of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, hmm, yeah. I wonder when that'll happen. But yeah. pragmatically, in terms of removing the speedway, I think if, if you're right on that, then it's a very smart idea because mm-hmm. uh, the speedway kind of sucks. <laughs> what my favorite thing uh, by the way is that uh they're hinting towards the wonders of life not being replaced like it's being replaced with the play pavilion but just outright removed because right. you can just tell there's this gigantimo plant the planter like in front of like just trees <laughs> in front of it like that's we'll true take care of this eventually yeah, it, I don't understand what the difficulty is with working on Wonders of Life. Maybe there's like something going on there with infrastructure, but nobody mm-hmm. can seem to come up with a pretty significant use for the for the building, except for a future expansion plot or a festival <laughs> center. They're like, what do we do with this circular place? I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's like it cannot be that hard. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, the play pavilion. Uh, is it safe to assume the play pavilion has been shelved for for, for the future? You know, I've heard conflicting things. I've heard mm-hmm. it's twenty twenty four, and they're still working on it. Then I've heard also that it's been scaled back, and some people think, oh, it's probably you know canceled altogether. Right. Uh, I think they're waiting on it. Like they're probably like just kind of holding their cards uh, close to their chest and going. Mm, we don't know right now. I feel like that's kind of the the idea that this could be something that maybe I don't know. Epic Universe opens as a big hit, and Disney goes, "Oh my god, can we have anything?" It's like we can literally get this done in like two months, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what's interesting about going back to to Project Gemini when I look at the additions here, I think what feels different than the current developments in Epcot is that when I look at the current developments in Epcot, I say, okay, well that kind of makes sense. Like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of convincing that needs to be done. I feel sometimes Um, with this, most of the new additions, most, not all, but most, I I think I can kind of like get, like I get junior Autopia. It just makes sense to have a, uh, a smaller kids version of test track out in the front. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I can understand some of the changes in Communicore. I the hedge maze, I suppose, makes sense. Right. A rainforest roller coaster. So when you said like you you it seems like it's a rather small roller coaster, correct? Yeah. So the way I would probably describe this is like the Barnstormer. Yeah. Sort of like that. Maybe a little bigger. Maybe uh like a junior coaster from Zyre or something like mm-hmm. that. That has a more custom layout instead of you know, one of those very small Vacoma coasters, uh, like a, a small coaster to compare to Time Racers. Mm. But could you imagine this? Like the Epcot Purist heads would explode. Like not, you, you know, let's forget the fact that Time Racers has an entire track that winds out of the pavilion, uh, out of the, the sphere and goes all the way around Epcot. This is just a plain steel coaster plop down in epcot like oh my god yeah i think the i mean honestly i like the rainforest roller coaster is pretty rough but i think uh the uh uh the under the sea is much worse mm. i think that okay. like trying to i cannot think of a i mean frankly i can barely nemo's hard to understand but there does seem to be like some synthesis between the more educational aquarium and the fantastical attraction. I, I honestly don't know how they would do that new under the sea ride unless they turn the building into a big King Triton's castle. <laughs> um, Maybe do what they did in Tokyo. What did they do in Tokyo? You don't know about uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, the Mermaid Lagoon? Is that the one? Uh, here, let me look it up. The entire land is indoors. Right. And it's just a 
It's just a bunch of flat rides that are indoors huh. and a play area and a show. There's a reason why no one talks about that, Ryan. It's uh, I think it's kind of neat. Oh, okay, I've seen that before. Yeah, so the but the facade of that is very fantastical. Mm-hmm. And I think that that wouldn't quite work in Epcot well, of course nearly as well. No, so I wonder how you tie in the original The Living Seas building and mm-hmm. Little Mermaid. You just, you just have a King Triton, he's in there, and he goes, Welcome to my kingdom. Here are all the fish. <laughs> and a kid asks, Why aren't they talking? Shut up! <laughs> yeah, there's like a there's there is like a weird dis like a point of disbelief there that you have a bunch of hyper like fictional cartoon fish. Yeah, you just you just do what they did like at Nemo. Eventually, you had the animated characters. So Flounder comes up, talks to the kids. That was a good time. <laughs> like Crush, they do Turtle Talk with Crush. Yeah, with, uh, Flounder, with Flounder, like, what a boring. boring. Yeah, what yeah, a bore. What is this? Hey, what is this? Uh, it's a dingle hopper. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I can kind of, I kind of get the, I don't, I, I, you know, somebody in a boardroom was like, well, we have a fish movie coming up and you have a fish ride, get the fish movie into the fish ride. Mm-hmm. That's and, pretty much what happened. Yeah. So I don't, it just seems like a kind of a mess, that particular mm-hmm. idea. Everything else though, I can generally understand. I, I hate time racers, of course. <laughs> you know what I really hate the most is probably golden spaceship earth. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's just sounds like, like we're talking about answer. what ifs like, you know, in the future, in this like time frame, they would be returning Spaceship Earth to its classic and uh, sell merchandise in game. And they're like, yeah. it's back. It's back to its old colors. And everybody like, oh, it's fine. It's so beautiful. That is the weirdest thing that happens nowadays is people like, like they get crazy about things being exactly the same as they were six months ago. <laughs> Disney takes a risk that doesn't pay off and it comes back and they're like, Happily ever after is back. Thank it would be like a whole, like Josh tomorrow would get on stage and say, we know you love spaceship earth. So we're bringing <laughs> back that classic color scheme. <laughs> and remember there was a certain character, certain character that everybody loved. That's right, the newsboy. There's going to be meet and greets with the classic newsboy. And the newsboy's like facing away from people still. Oh my God. Oh, you're you're saying this is a world where Time Racers was built and Mm -hmm. uh, nobody likes Time Racers and tomorrow's announcing that the the faceless animatronic looking at the the wall. Wall holding up the newspaper. Extra, extra. And that's that's the photo op. It's just like him in front of a wall and they're like, (laughs) please, you cannot turn it around. He cannot turn around anytime. He has to be facing. The you know wall. they're gonna do a Disney late night event, and that's gonna be the main character, and people are gonna get in line for like seven hours. I, mean, I think the, what I what's the weirdest thing? The one thing that like I look in here, okay, Little Mermaid, I don't like, but what on earth is the robot restaurant? Okay, like I said, so it's a robot restaurant where guests dine, and in the center, it's like a medieval times where you watch BattleBot fights. Does that? Yeah, but that's. Has anyone done that before? Like, is that an idea that they could do? They're building giant robots. I don't know. All I know is that if it was existed today, it would be themed to Big Hero Six. <laughs> you remember the opening of Big Hero Six? U twenty three has turned us so cynical. Now everything that we talk, any unbuilt attraction, we're like, well, how is this going to become a property? In exactly. That's years? that's what I'm looking at. This. All right, Time Racers becomes Meet the Robinsons, then it becomes uh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Now, that's assuming in this time frame that people would actually go see Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> yeah. No, Tom Corliss would put out a rumor. Oh, rumor. Time Racers being rethemed <laughs> to Meet the Robinsons. Rumor. Time Racers being rethemed to to Guardians of the Galaxy and then Bob Chapex on stage going Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Spaceship Earth. That's a really good impression. (laughs) Why did he met with all those fan websites? Why isn't he coming to take us to dinner? (laughs) You heard about his um, his candid talks, right? I I heard about a few of them, but I don't know which one you're with the fan websites or well, there was one with Carly Weissel. Where she hmm. said everything was off the record, but he was surprisingly candid. 
and he was really That's... trying. He he seemed punished and was trying to solve many, many, many ideas. He and he took punished, me... punished Chapek. That's punish why he drew Chapek. the beard. Yes, exactly. The big boss. He. I, he... I... <laughs> He uh he went through a redemption arc. A poor poor businessman with a thirty million dollar house. <laughs> Such a shame that he creates crap. Anyways, back to this idea. Uh, I think uh so one thing that you know I I you have to think about is how these things would develop into the future, right? And I, you proposed that question. I think uh the the one that interests me is Ellen's energy adventure. Ellen's energy adventure would still exist. I think so. Number yeah. One, why number one? Why? Because it's good. Number two, it would not exist today. Mm. It would eventually be replaced. But if Time Racers became Guardians, what would be the IP that they replaced it with? Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea? You have, you're sitting with an idea. I'm not. No, I have no oh, okay. clue. Um. Well, okay. Yeah. So let's for let's assuming in this hypothetical that Time Racers becomes Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. Yes. What IP so, does it become? Well, I I would hold out that maybe it wouldn't, but let's say it does. <laughs> okay, I do have a pitch. Tron. <laughs> uh, there was rumors that they wanted to do Wakanda, but it was Wakanda without Black Panther because they can't use Black Panther because Black Panther is on a poster in Universal, what? but they can use Wakanda. So maybe it's a Wakandan outpost pavilion. With Guardians okay. across the way, and then comes sort of an unofficial Marvel mini land. Now, what would be in the Wakanda uh, pavilion? I have no clue. What do you do if you can't put any of the superheroes in it? Uh, you, it's Shuri could go in it, but mm-hmm. no one likes Shuri. Uh, well, we're about to find that uh, about She's an that. And, okay, <laughs> we're about to find out if everybody doesn't like Shuri this November when Black Panther Wakanda Forever. People like Shuri so much that she's barely in the trailer. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> but apparently, she's the main character. I I don't. I the trailer looks neat. Anyways, I I, I that could be an option. I could totally see. Yeah, I, I that makes sense. I I would wonder though. I would honestly, I'm serious about Tron. Like, I actually wonder if Tron, Tron would be more likely yeah, to move Tron. there. Because that was the, True. I don't know if that was an actual internal conflict, but it did seem like it was a rather popular question. Mm-hmm. Is Does Guardian remember, go yeah. in Magic Kingdom or does Tron go in Epcot? Yeah, and I, I remember, like, the internet fights about that. It's like, well, shouldn't, shouldn't Tron go into Epcot? It seems like it belongs more in Epcot and... Back and forth, back and forth. Uh, later on, we're going to actually discuss about a um, oh, later on this month. We're going to discuss a Tron attraction that was supposed to be built at Epcot. Mm. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about that uh, at a later time. It's it's neat to see that the land see stays pretty similar. Uh, mm-hmm. The land, maybe the infrastructure for the land is just too difficult to replace. Yeah. Generally, but yeah, you know, honestly, this the, some of the ideas here, I don't I don't dislike. I think the hedge maze is tacky. It's nineties. 2000s disney but i don't mm-hmm. hate it right it's not yeah it's not a bad idea uh, i can i can picture exactly where it is right now that area is a meet and greet area so now a question would be like what does this mean okay let's say this happens and it takes about five years mm-hmm. so what 2008 would I, I and we discuss about what replaces all in energy adventure like, I wonder if anything else would have happened. I wonder if, like, the test track refurb would have happened. Would they maybe, at that time, maybe do something with imagination since they wouldn't need other allocated funds to do other things in Epcot mm. or, you know, add capacity to World Showcase? I mean, we still, we like, Frozen Ever After was a thing that happened because of Frozen being so popular. Right. So... And that wasn't necessarily because uh, they needed things in World Showcase. So would something like Ratatouille not need to happen as well? Yeah, that's a good point. Because capacity goes way up in the park. Mm -hmm. You know, just even looking strictly at World Showcase, adding two big roller coasters to the park, Mm -hmm. capacity goes way up. Yeah. So how desperately does World Showcase now need these new flat rides? Mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, I think that that's a that there's like a good argument there that it's just no longer necessary to just funnel all this money in as quickly as possible just to get people over there. But on the other hand, you made a good point about Frozen. Like these things generally happen because they have a property to market on. Yeah, like Ratatouille. 
You know, I think Ratatouille is just a, a, a movie that seems to get more and more popular by the year. I, and I don't think it's because of that fact. You think it was just capacity? capacity. They had to bring the French ride capacity. over to America. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then if, if that we're speaking strictly on capacity, you know, I don't think they would probably have sacrificed as much to bring the ride from France just straight to America as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Just for that, for that fact, you know, you're going to have Epcot is a park that's basically been trying roundabout ways to increase capacity, which is, right. I think, the weirdest part, right? And I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think when you introduce these new roller coasters, you introduce the Junior Autopia attraction, a smaller or is it Time Racers, uh, the two coasters in World Showcase, Rainforest Roller Coaster. You know, I do think uh, the capacity becomes high enough that you probably won't find yourself needing to really push something like food and wine. As well, and that's a great point. So, food and wine exists. Uh, Flower and garden exists. Did the festival holidays exist back then? I, I think the festival know. holidays did, didn't it? It, it did. I don't it. think I, I no festival of the arts did. Yeah, I, festival of arts did not. But would Epcot be less reliant on these festivals? Right. Because I don't think they really got super popular. Like until the mid to late 2000s that's when they added that's when they replaced wonders of life with the festival you know recognizing as these things got more and more popular adding more and more dates but with project gemini maybe they see that as less of a crutch and they start to rely on them less and less yeah i think you're 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 right about that epcot has the way that they target bringing people to epcot nowadays is so I, it's probably cheaper to like do a whole festival with food and just try to pull people into the park for long term. When you have this many attractions, these many high capacity attractions, yeah, you probably just don't need to really find a backwards reason to get people to stay. Right. And that and you know, I mean, you already have that's why World Showcase is barely touched out of any of this. Right. The food and drink proponent, like pretty much does everything the great thing about these dual mountains are they're eye-catching and provide you a reason to get all the way back in there absolutely back in there you drink you drink you drink get on roller coasters you barf you drink some more get on another roller coaster barf drink some more you say it so eloquently i want to go to yeah. <laughs> no no roller coasters in world showcase you have to go all the way to the front of the park for cosmic rewind for that they, that was smart. They're trying to keep everything clean. Those really <laughs> barren, empty show buildings and uh, Cosmic Rewind can't get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, people were barfing all over Cosmic Rewind, I hear. For that, uh, yeah, right when it opened, I remember that yeah. was the big the big fears. They put all these uh, trash cans at the entry. Uh, exit, yes, that's right. So people would... Yeah, and they put a little uh, shaded sitting area outside yes, the exit, right. too. Just in case you need to, my heavens, like dot your head with like a napkin. <laughs> Get your balance back. Oh, I had the vapors getting off of that thing. Oh, look, I noticed on the design, I wonder if Space 220 could have even oh, fit over at Mission maybe. Space because uh, Junior Autopia right, seems like because... it would snake right into there. Yeah, maybe no Space 220. Hmm, hmm, hmm. See, Not like any of us can get questions. in anyways. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you have to go on one of those. You heard about those Facebook sites? No, what's this? Oh, Oh, wow. I hate to tell you this. The reason why Space 220 is so booked is because people hoard them mm. and they trade them online for money. Really? So there's somebody like holding like 47 reservations. Oh, what a bastard. And they're all on these Facebook sites that have thousands of people on them. Why this is why we can't have can nice do. things? Yeah, yeah, I know. So hopefully Disney corrects that in the future, but who knows? We'll see because they sure as hell don't want people profiting off of reservations. So mm. that's like, that's our job. Oh, that's a better making off. impression than the new Simpsons shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which was, I think like what Pamela Hayden or somebody just whoever does Ralph, doing her, yeah. yeah, a regular voice. Ugh, gross. So what do you think compared to what's coming next for Epcot? Well, okay, we really don't know what's coming next for Epcot anymore. Uh, but <laughs> so, in terms of the plans, like how does yeah, this compare? Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Like, I'm not sure because, I, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm torn. There's so much more seemingly going on here. 
right than it is otherwise and i think i think i would be more inclined to go on the possibility of the current one we have when we had the spaceship earth redo and play mm. pavilion and all these things that were certainly coming rather than this which is a lot of tacky crap but still something i mean my god those world showcase mountains would have been gorgeous the addition of a junior optopia was great and uh, i would love these green spaces and them chopping up those buildings you know it, it seems like this actually has a plan now of course asking what if it would have been would this have been also downsized in parts two who knows but hmm. the very fact that there was going to be a golden spaceship Earth with a roller coaster inside makes me still want to err onto the side of what we currently have. So do you think yeah. it's going to be better or worse? Um, you know, I, I think I echo a lot of what you say. You, you hit it pretty spot on. There's some things here that I look at and I say, man, this would have been better in some ways than 90s. Than like what was done in the '90s in, in Epcot, uh, the the greenery, some of the smaller rides, yes, tacky, but would have really fleshed out the land, expanding uh, the keeping the fountain animations while making the Communicore area into more of a marketplace, right? Is mm-hmm. maybe a bit more on brand of what I'm interested in, but th- just there's two things that stick out like a sore thumb, and it's uh, the under the sea ride, which I think is next level tacky and mm-hmm. time racers which i i look at on the same level as i do rocket rods yeah. not in the terms of the ride but just in terms of replacing something iconic and i would imagine to be completely honest with you doing so in a way that isn't worth it mm-hmm. um, I, yeah i do think that the little mermaid thing would have been scrapped because oh, this was proposed in 2002 2003 finding Nemo comes out in may 2003 so it's yeah, like I'm confused about how it late comes they out did early it. enough to stop that idea. And go, uh, how about we do this instead? Yeah, I, I'm in that case. You know, obviously this thing would develop and develop and develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only cross your fingers that time racers would also be be changed mid development because that'd be an expensive refurb, especially oh, yeah. for early two thousands Disney mm-hmm. uh, to spend all that money gutting Spaceship Earth would be, and that and you have to take each piece has to be lifted in there one by one into that yes. sphere. Right, because building Spaceship Earth is just... that's I guess that's probably why it's so difficult to refurbish Spaceship right. Earth, <laughs> because you have no easy access. I hear the AC is having difficulties in Spaceship Earth. What do you do there? Maybe, like what, like, maybe they should, I don't know, open up their, their wallets and refurb it. I don't know. They're only the Walt Disney Company. They so. can't afford that. They yeah. just opened. They're opening. I like how at D twenty three they talk about how they're opening a brand new rich people but, neighborhood. But, and it's like, but that. will it? Will it? Will it affect our stock price if we don't mm-hmm. refurb it? We could just we just buy back some stock. It's not a big deal. Just announce that it's being refurbed. Yeah. Just just here's a blue sky pitch. Here's, here's a blue sky idea. pitch. This ride works. Yeah. <laughs> They get on stage as, what if, now this is just a concept, we refurb Spaceship Earth. Ah, okay, well, this, this this may not happen, just saying. But you can what be if fixed out front we, of Spaceship Earth. Yeah, it's, we fix the AC in Spaceship Earth. <laughs> ah, okay, well, I'm just saying, we'll, we'll love to get to talking about that, but it's just an idea. Just an idea. For now, you're going to all have to sweat. So sorry. <laughs> oh, poor, uh, poor Disney. They're getting you're ragging on them. I know I'm being really mean. I actually think that if anything can be pulled from this, it's the it's it's the greenery. You know, this the new Epcot mm. really should lean heavier into that. Oh, I definitely think so. I would really hope that when whatever the project ends, that that middle area has a lot of shade. Zach Ridley's like getting old now. <laughs> he's already he's ready gonna, to retire. He's, he's going to point at some shade on the ground. This shade represents the creative vision of Epcot. If you only the way we can imagine. If you watch the shade as it changes in the sunlight across the day, it can remind you of when we had things to do at this point. <laughs> this way we are providing the shade 
towards Universal in that we are the big dogs. That's right. And this shade will bring every Epcot purist back no matter what. And all the people. uh, And if you look at this big empty courtyard, you can wonder why everyone went to see the Mario Land instead instead of the figment meet and greet. If you Which look is at apparently this, all we have to turn in. If you look at this floor, you could see where the fiber optics used to be. And there's no room for fiber optics in my vision of Epcot. No. For we are one whole. And we, as one whole, do not need fiber optics to be a perfect community. This is the food park, and we sell Cisco brand calamari <laughs> at a $3,000 upcharge. <laughs> Come on. You this know you want to go to La Cava. You don't need rides. Just go to La Cava and drink as much tequila as you can possibly afford. The Cava de Tequila is like nasty. I don't understand why people oh, yeah. like that. It's Have you been to the Cava de Tequila? You know, I've never stepped inside it. So everything that they do there, it's weird. Like, you know, Disney is big on their bars nowadays and Trader Sam's and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Space 220's got the bar. Cava de Tequila is all like prepackaged margarita mix. Are you are you, are you surprised though? I'm, yeah, I mean, lightly. I, honestly, like it's like a carryover from like the early 2000s or 90s. <laughs> so maybe not, but they're funny prepackaged margaritas just over the bend. So... No, remember Andy Sinclair Harris designed the one outside that. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. But you go inside and it's like this is Neil Patrick Harris's drink. And it's like really is it any good? And it's like no, <laughs> not really. It's, it's, it's kind of <laughs> gross, but it's thirty five dollars. <laughs> you could take it on the ride though. So you know, Future Mart's a really bad title, by the way. The cool stuff, man. Cool, cool stuff. Stuff's rough. Internet cafe is pretty embarrassing. I think I think this is, all place, this is all placeholder though. I'm surely, yeah. Yeah. Robot restaurant should be the name of the t- the actual name of the restaurant. It's like snakes on a plane. It's just robot restaurant. You go in, you sit there, and they're playing battle bots right there. Who's that one, one the- comedian? You know that one comedian who like pretended to be a robot? He's like not funny. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have about? no idea who you're talking about. There's this video. There's this guy. Someone will know in the audience what I'm talking about. I'll send you a video after the show, Ryan. But okay. there's this comedian who, like, his whole thing was that he was the comedy robot. Comedy and, robot. Yeah. He and, was like a, and did he dress like a robot? No, he dressed like a, he had, like, plastic hair. Plastic hair. Yeah. So he's supposed to be like an android. Um, is that okay? His name was Mr. Zed. You know, who Mr. Zed is Mr. Zed. No, but I can look at him up right now. I have, I'm Mr. sending you the Zed. link on Twitter. This whole thing robot, <laughs> Maybe this robotic reference. comedian from 1993. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, and this guy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, this he, sucks. No, he, he does sucks. like he talks like his robot so voice. Much. Welcome to the comedy of the future. Oh I my god. Robot. Oh wow! This is this is nineties, <laughs> this is nineties Epcot distilled. That you would you would be perfect there. That's what I was thinking. Is that he should announce the robot restaurant? He's like watching oh, his wow. brethren be crushed like AI. Yeah, but that's the thing. They actually build a robot animatronic of him. That wouldn't make any sense. Yes, it would. Instead, he should be going around. Everybody like would be like, way. "Oh, it's like that guy, that guy that's not funny, Mister Zed." I listen to him on my big telephone. <laughs> I don't know how and then they announce and then they do the uh battle bots and like uh some like piece of the robot flies off and hits a kid in the crowd and they're like well no more of that ever no. <laughs> and no more an empty, and then it becomes an empty arena which they eventually fill in with more seating and then they rename it no it becomes the baymax arena oh the baymax arena or course. or hulk fighting That's thor right. once they ah. get the the money <laughs> right and jeff goldblum animatronic in the wings well that they replaced the mr zed you all the disney fans you go there with are gonna say you know mm-hmm. that's mr zed that used to be the mr zed animatronic that used to be the mr zed now it's jeff goldblum yeah you can actually see on the bottom of the mouth where they, <laughs> they left in some of the mr zed uh, okay all right <laughs> well Let's wrap this up. Do we wish that Project Gemini had or have not occurred? I I will say that I think it's really cool that Zach Ridley learned a lot from it. Like, I'm glad that it seems like they're dipping back into it with the greenery, hopefully. And uh, the uh, Time Racers idea maybe is going to influence, excuse me, it influenced Guardians of the Galaxy. But there are so many pitfalls here. 
mm-hmm. that I don't I don't think I can get on board with this one. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say no. Um, I'm going to reject it mostly because of time racers and that golden spaceship Earth. Yeah, two bad vibes. The bad vibes there. It's just really not bad good vibes. vibes. No. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry. It's just nice that Epcot, albeit broken, still has a long dark ride. I'm happy about that. It has one piece right. from that original Epcot ethos, and that makes me happy. And yeah, sure, it doesn't work a lot, and it, it's probably hot as hell in there, but I don't care. I, I like it. it, it so. I, I, as far as I know, well, I mean, I haven't been that recently, but I remember it being uncomfortable, but not that bad. It, it mm-hmm. is nice to have, if you're going to lose something like Ellen's Energy Adventure, which has good animatronics, we don't need to... <laughs> We don't need oh, to argue this again. You no, know, it's so funny. I snickered because whenever you say to refer to animatronics in Ellen's energy you think adventure, of Ellen. I just think about Ellen and I totally forget about the dinosaurs. Yeah, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. That's fair. But if you're gonna have yeah, having a nice long uh dark ride, especially as like the figurehead of the park, I think it's actually incredible. Maybe we take it for granted that Spaceship Earth made its way this far into the into into epcot you know really you can see and i i don't know how the new spaceship birth refurb was gonna go but you know they could have had sheldon cooper do the narration oh, but i do God. think anything anything is better than Please. time racers no no don't, don't they have in that new stupid uh <sighs> awesome planet ride they had the guy from modern family yeah they have modern family but, but doesn't he actively like reference his character as being like a real he, estate agent he he embodies the same type because he's acting like a real estate agent. It's like, well, Phil Dunphy was a real estate agent in the show. So everybody connects the dots, but it's never really said that it is the character. That's so weird though, because it is weird. It is the character. That's just Just, like, he's not a real estate agent in real life. Now I'm mad because you put the idea of Sheldon Cooper narrating freaking spaceship earth it's at the like, big bang he goes bazinga yeah, or that or he's like hey did you know that uh egyptians invented the alphabet bazinga it was the phoenicians <laughs> <laughs> i could see it well I, I, I think even that honestly any any mess of spaceship earth however they whatever they do to it um would be better than time racers oh uh, i i agree yeah i just Ugh, time racers and the golden. You know, it's it's actually the gold. I don't care what they put in it. Honestly, the golden spaceship Earth just you bothers know, me so much. Can't you agree with me just once, Ryan? That's that. <laughs> the golden spaceship Earth is like the least of the problems. No, no, I'm sorry. No, it's awful. It's the worst. It would look so bad. You wouldn't have liked the Mike Wazowski spaceship Earth. <laughs> hey, Sully, I'm gold now. Oh. <laughs> That's what they'll do. Next time you go to Epcot just for you, Zach Ridley will put on all the gold lights for oh, points of magic. That's right. Now they can they can truly paint it gold now. And it would <laughs> it would look far better though. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know this one's a bit of a short one. We'll probably get longer in our future installments. Don't worry. We have a lot to get through this month so we'll see you guys next week in the meantime please follow us on social media on twitter at unbillpod you can reach me at open mother's mail and ryan dorman at open the dorman feel free to email us at unbillpod at gmail.com and rate us on stitcher itunes and anchor or wherever you find this podcast please write a review and tell us how we're doing if you don't like us we stole buzzy and we're not giving them back Hello, I'm Zed, prototype of the ZX line and the future of stand-up comedy.